if you're, if you're serious, you should introduce yeah, it. That's true. You've been doing it the whole time. I don't want to jar the listeners. Well, Drew did it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got got Drew to do it. Well. Both times. That's that's a good... Uh, yeah, I got... Actually, I got everyone to do it. Okay. I just sort of passed that on. I think that that's a, a bold production choice, and I admire that. But this mm. is your your game. I'm just a guest. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy being a guest on this series. Oh, my... I don't like... I want to... <clears throat> Okay, thank God. I was like, you gotta... It's just a sweet potato. <laughs> a little chunk of tater. A little tater. You had the audacity to ask, do I like sweet potatoes? Welcome Brother Man, to... W- Brother Man, I said, well, I don't like them. That's right. Let me have... I thought you were just going to sit there. I love them. Yeah. I think that's a... We should we should change the podcast. <laughs> just more sweet potato-based... Uh... Oh, I was thinking we could take it on the road. Okay. And find people that don't like sweet potatoes. This is... Excited. The record is beating them up. Yeah. Wow. Listeners, if you don't have sweet potatoes, you know how to reach us. Oh, yeah. We're doing a podcast. The email. But, uh, yes. Uh, Charles, I'm going to lean back and just be a guest. I'm just a fly on the wall here in the proceedings. Well, don't, no. Fly on the wall means you just sort of the whole time. You're, and go, you're and gonna, I, and I rub my, my, I rub my little hands together. <laughs> you're just talking about the fly. You ever seen the flies do that? Rub their little hands together? Yeah. It's because they, they, they love shit. Well, they're tasting stuff, right? They're all fucking freak hands. God, really? I don't know. I don't think so. I know. I would say anecdotal Here's what they stuff do. about flies. They vomit on their mouth, and then Ugh. they take the vomit on their little magic hands, and then Yuck. they rub it together, and then they put it on stuff. I don't like that at one bit. It goes... <laughs> so they digest it like through their little hands? No, that's softened. So, so you, when you chew... Yeah, with our you, teeth. You use like your tongue and your saliva, and that breaks teeth. it down, and yeah. then you bite it with your teeth. Yeah. The fly have no teeth. And they have That's an crazy. Oh, they have a ton. I don't know anything. I just yeah. basically they they transfer the inside process that we use sure. to the outside. In our yum tum tummies. But look, we've got to start the podcast. We do. And then we're they cut all of that. They obviously, so. they wet the food pre. So it's yeah. like, why don't you try this at home? Dinner. Yeah, well, Charles made us dinner tonight, and at first when he was spitting uh, on my spitting food. and gagging and just letting uh, bile come up over the food, me being a cretin and not understanding fine cuisine. Uh, you did it too. I, I began also doing that. Yeah. And Charles said, "No, no, no! Only the chef does it." Chef, chef Charles. Yeah. And uh, I, it's as I understand it, French. Is that the? Is, it's French in origin. Chef. A la fly. Uh, chef. Wait. Food a la fly, where you're, you're vomiting and gagging and spitting on the food. Well, they do call it was easier to digest. I, think. I see. I see. Think. They call um, the French the fl- the frogs. This is true. Frogs eat. Fl- I'm I mean, getting I wouldn't, somewhere. I wouldn't do that because that's small minded and bigoted. And oh, you're allowed. You're allowed. Bunch of fucking frogs. Yeah. Who's a fly? Hey, why do tanks have? Uh, why do French tanks have rear view mirrors? So, so they can <laughs> see the battle. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't uh, want to be in a war, dude? War is fucking um, baller my, as shit. My history teacher teacher told another joke like that. Mm. It's it was, this was a crazy joke. I I learned this in high school, like eleventh grade. Yeah, he but just, it was the nineties. It was different. Yeah, and he just said, "Why, why are there trees uh, on the side? Uh, was the it Champs Elysees? Yeah, why are there trees on the both sides of the Champs Elysees? Why?" Wait, do you know the punchline? I don't. Oh, it's, um, well, how'd you know it was the Champs-Élysées? Because that's just a very famous, like, street. you think French streets. You didn't think there's it was Rue really... de Richard or something? I don't know the fuck, it, what, Richard's Road? No yeah, thanks. Richard's Road. Richard. Arc de Triomphe, that's an arc, not a road. It was so the Nazis could walk in the shade. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, famously, Let them uh, have it. You, you people is that I don't want to make I don't want to sound like no nope, that's allowed to yeah. yeah 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 really don't like it when Paris gets trashed so you know wait which people actually French track oh okay the French people oh, I don't think we care that uh, much? I think I think you care remember when the Notre Dame got on fire and everyone was like yeah, Sacre bleu, yeah but everyone was doing that it wasn't <laughs> honestly we don't really know what the French perspective was <laughs> I think we do it was Zutalor <laughs> Sacre bleu. That's true. Of course, today on the show, uh, uh, the French perspective. The French perspective. That's a good name for a show. Yeah, we should start the French perspective. The French perspective. Yeah. Though it's very, was it? Well, it's it's got lots of P's and S's, so it's going to be very. What's it called? Sibilant, sibilant, and poppy. Poppy, poppy, and sibilant. Yeah, poppy and sibilant. Now, boy, that that sounds like a freaking hip hop group these kids would like nowadays. Oh, say welcome to the show. 
Welcome. Welcome. Hey, this is One Will It and I'm Poppy. Joined by ever is Sib... Wait, was it... Sibilance. Sibilance. And we watch the movies. We watch... That's so true. You put that really well. And we uh, we tell you if they're good. Yeah. Now, I want to just go ahead and jump in here. Hi, I'm Josh. Uh, you've ruined the show because this is not a series of sequels. Do you want to... This is not a series... I'm, I'm giving you... The door is open. You've opened the door. <laughs> and before you step through it, dum, dum. I'm allowing you to just leave the space that you've entered. Dum, 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 dum. Because dum. I do have a retort okay. to ruining the show. Okay, you've ruined the show because <laughs> this is not a series of films where freaking it, it goes one after the other. It's different. In fact, some would say there's another show that's a similar format to what this is now, and they're going to sue you in a court of law. Oh, and hell you're yeah. going to lose. And me, because I am not hosting this series, I'm merely a guest. Yeah. We'll go on the French free. perspective. Exactly. Oh, I should call this show The French the Perspective. French perspective. Yeah. I've been calling it The Friendosphere because I sort of gather all my friends into a ball. Oh, okay. Like Katamari. Yeah. Or, but... or Skolamari. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we're freaking vampires. This is a Vampire Survivors podcast. Welcome to the show. I thought you were doing the thing my mom does, but you were right. I thought, this, I thought the game was called Vampire Survivor, but it is for some reason called Vampire Survivor. Because whenever you unlock a character, by the way, I've oh, unlocked 10 all... of 16 secret unlocks. Is, is Lita one of them? Lita is a secret unlock. Yeah. Okay, I think I've gotten three. I got Red Death. Yeah, Red Death is one. Lita. Yeah. And then one randomly appeared, and I don't know how I got it. Uh-huh. I don't remember who it is. Okay. I could look it up. Don't. Okay. My retort to you saying I've ruined the show is that you've made me do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my best. Well, I got, I, I, you got me there. You got me dead yeah, to rights. That's right. I offered the door. The door was open. Uh, yeah, t- cool. as, uh, touché, mon ami. Touché. Yeah. Bon chance, bonsoir. But no, I, I, I'm glad you brought me here, even though I've ruined the show. Um, yeah. Let me. T- I was supposed to get Jared, who you'll meet. Not you. You'll never meet. Uh, probably not. No, I refuse to meet Jared. Yeah. The, Fuck you, Jared. The listener will meet Jared in a later episode. Uh-huh. Uh, Jared is a high school friend. We sang Barbershop together. You may know him from his long, successful career representing the Subway Sandwich line. <laughs> You're friends with Jared no, Fogel, the famous no, pedophile. No, I'm not friends with them. Okay. Any... <sighs> uh, Jared came over. He used to live in Australia. You were telling me today I'm more of an Australian. Yeah, you're the town administrator of your town just used to work in Australia. Right, so it brings me to the... Uh, someone called a sunburned country. Ugh, don't get me started. <laughs> Welcome to A French Perspective on Bill Bryson. Uh, I read three books. Yeah. He is maybe... He's like... He's the boomer's boomer. He is the like... I don't even know what his politics are, but he's just like the bizarro Donald Trump. He's just like... <laughs> he's just like... Wasn't it great back in the 50s when we just sort of ignored black people at best and did bad things to them at worst? But who cares? I'm going to talk about spitting fucking Jolly Ranchers at my friends and looking at tits. Yeah. Bill Bryson loves tits. Well, hey. He's not shaming. You know, he's wrong about some things, but. That's true. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be needlessly antagonistic towards Everything he stands for. That's fine. You're allowed. Thank He's you. He's allowed. I think that was a principled stance I took there. Yeah. Um, I'll let the audience take a second just to... You want to give it a little pause? Let, let it marinate meet. for a minute. Mm, what kind of marinade are we doing? I made a oh, tahini. Oh, boy. That's um, not a marinade. That's a sauce. Yeah, but you can marinate something in it. That's, I suppose so. Oh, that's a good point. When does the so. sauce become kind a marinade? Thick. I think it's too thick to be a marinade. I think dealing with tofu, it's fine. Okay, with tofu, I mean, tofu, it's a protein like any other. You know, I, I would want some sesame oil, some soy sauce, it's some olive oil. It's a little spongier. I think it'll absorb the thick. Whereas like a meat, not you need a liquid to get through that. It's like a... No, because you can marinate chicken and yogurt and it's fucking delicious. Wow. Google it. I'm not going to Google, Google it. Google it now. It's not allowed. My vegan... Um, um, You're like, dairy plus meat? My mind is melting! It does sound gross. Yeah. In your youth, you would have a cheeseburger sandwich. Now, the very thought fills you with revulsion. I used to have two. You used to have two cheeseburger sandwiches? In my youth? Yeah. My God. I used to live down the street from this place called Colucci's. I've heard the story a couple times. And I, multiple times a week, would, for (laughs) six American dollars, buy two cheeseburgers with whatever I wanted on it. 
and a like an arms full of French fries. Those That's were the days. Eight Pepsi cans, heavies, eight Pepsi heavies. The year 1954. <sighs> Bill Bryson, by my side. Yes. So what is the series he put together? So J- Jared showed up one day. Oh, yeah. He was living in Australia. He would send me a Facebook message every couple of years, being like, I might come back. And then I'd say, great. And then that was it. He'd never come back. He came back. Wow. Met up with him in Portland, Maine. He was visiting people there. And then as he drove through Massachusetts, he stopped by my house. And I said, you're um, a funny guy. Let's do a little podcast. And we randomly watched Spirited Away as just like a one-off episode. And it just was like, that was really fun. Jared, let's do more. And I never heard back from him. Wow. He was supposed to do this episode to introduce the series because he was like... Wait, is the this the progenitor. first episode of the series? Yeah, this is his first movie. I know, but it's gonna be you're gonna release them in order. Mm, I would. Mm, how else? I that was the plan, but I okay. could do something else. Well, that's so funny because I kind of was coming in here with the energy of like, well, they've heard all the other episodes you've banked mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! No, you're number one, oh, my friend. Great you're with a bullet. Guest. Yeah, I'm not in any of the other episodes. <laughs> no. Well, you said you were gonna do oh, the yeah, last yeah. one. You'll, I'll do the last. You'll one. You'll bookend this baby. We'll bookend the baby. We'll book in the baby. Yeah, wow, be a so this is baby. a tone setter. Oh yeah, I, re- I regret a lot of what I've said so far. Wait, really? <laughs> oh no, I think I would take a different tack if I knew we were okay. No, no, no I'm just gonna. No, re- no, sh- I'm just gonna like game day. You know, on the field, Here's calling the, an audible. Yeah, breathe in the nose and breathe out the nose. <laughs> we got a little mouth, but I'll, yeah, that's fine. It takes practice. Yeah, the breathing is tough. The breathing's mm. tough. One of the first things they try to teach you. Yeah, slap you. Yeah. Doctors Those still do that? Taste. Is that so loud? I don't know if they ever did. Yeah, but these freaking woke, these woke Zoomers probably complained when the doctor hit them. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Some gaslighting. But that also works. That's true. You know if you're alive, if you're complaining. That's, wow. Brother man, sing that from the mountaintops. Okay, so you should introduce the whole thing. I thought like... Mm, no, this is it. This oh, is episode wow. one. Yikes. So... Off to a bad start. Nah. I'll edit it out. <laughs> Fix it in post. <laughs> Uh, this is the Miyazaki-verse. They've all seen the video I made, I posted today. Yeah, the flashing lights were a choice, I have to say. Hey, I wanted you to have the sound on. <laughs> that was very good. You know, you could ignore it. emphatic in that regard. Yeah. yeah, you could ignore it. I always ignore it, but if I'm getting stroked... What about our epileptic fans who are now convulsing? It's not, because... it's not fast that I looked it up. It's not fast <laughs> enough to cause problems. It's slow. It's a slow strobe. It's a gentle strobe. A gentleman's strobe. Yes. Mm, a bit of culture strobe. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Jared, we watched uh, Spirited Away. And I had so many thoughts because I haven't seen any Miyazaki movie in years. And it really made me like, I fucking, well, I won't say what I thought. Yeah. I fucking. Ooh, did I, I fucking question did mark. I, did I love it? That is good. Did That's I hate good it? stuff. Listener, you'll have to listen to the whole freaking series of which I will be tangentially involved with to find out how Charles thought about Miyazaki. I will say this. Uh, my first movie back in the movie theater uh, post uh, the COVID outbreak, because of course the COVID thing, as they call it, still going on. But uh, Ali took me to My Neighbor Totoro in the theater, mm, so she'd never yeah. seen it before. And I gotta say, that's a little slice of... Oh! I was on the could edge of gold, my seat. Could be shit. Yeah. Wow. You'll never... You'll, I'm not on that episode, but you'll never know how I feel about it. No. <laughs> I hope so. You'll never know. I don't want to know. Uh, yeah, so I was I, I was in conversation with Jared to start it. He said yes. And then literally I, t- I texted him three times and I never heard back. So wow. uh, Josh came in to save the day. As I do in my way. So it was as it goes. So, so it would. Should it be. Hmm. I agree. I, I think what's exciting is, you know, Charles, I'm always telling you, and listener, I yeah. am always telling you yeah, this, he's always I was this. born in the in the wrong generation. Yeah. I wish I'd been in around in the freaking 70s, baby, down, when it was funk music, uncut heroin, oh, yeah, Richard Nixon, all the cool shit that was going on, okay? Yeah, you This movie... Yeah. I fucking, I, I get this, I'm fucking, I'm fucking, look, I'm fucking, I'm fucking. I don't even know if he said the title of the movie I'm yet. fucking, I'm like, when did fucking Lupin the third colon Castle of Castle of 
Castle, the Castle, uh, uh, guy, mm-hmm. I lost it. Yeah. No, 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 you're good. Uh, Keep it up. God. I, I know it. I can see the little fucking thing from the movie. Yes, it's oh, in English. Oh, God. Uh, Cast, uh, Castriago? No, it's good. Castellatrano? Here's what, whatever Cagliano, you say. Cagliaro, Cagliaro. Whatever you say next is what we're going to call it for the rest of the episode. Oh, shit. Okay, the castle of, oh, shit. <laughs> Please just tell me. I can't remember. You had it. It was Cagliostro. Cagliostro. You didn't quite get there. You were close. I was like, when the fuck did this come out? 1979. 79, baby. I gotta tell you, this movie hasn't aged a damn day. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Well, how? Let's all think about what I just said. Yeah, I'm gonna... What do you... Hmm. It hasn't... I guess what I'm trying to say is... If you told me it came out, like, in the 90s, I would be like, yeah, that totally scans. If you told me it came out in, like, I just feel like this could have come out, like, at any point of the last few decades, and it feels as fresh and charming and lively, and even the gender politics, which are, like, you know, obviously, you know, Lupin is a rakish ding-dong, it's, 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 there's, like, a, you know, a classic damsel in distress thing. There's also a fucking cool badass lady who basically kind of gets the better of everybody yeah. at the end of the day. And, like, 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 there's very little about this that ties it to being as old as it is. And it's quite old. Right. So I guess, like, I'm impressed by how fresh and fun it feels. And also, like, to, to know that this came out, like, watching this, you're like, okay, Castlevania, Final Fantasy. Like, all of the, that, that... There very, is that in there, too. That distinctly Japanese vein of blending, like, an airless <laughs> mixture of... Is this medieval? Is this in the future? Is, is this, this in... high fantasy? Is this right. like it's impossible to place when this is happening? It's in a made up, you know, European. Well, actually, no, they do pinpoint the exact date. 1968. Yeah, it's, I didn't which catch is interesting. it. But they did it's talk the about newspaper. the date. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, it's almost 500 years ago. Mm. But like, yeah, like it just it feels fresh as fuck. And like, I guess that's what, that's what, that's the fuck I'm trying to say. Now, 79, good year for the dead. Yeah. Once Brent got in the mix. Oh, that's first That's the year end for of Brent. the Keith and Donna era. Brent comes on board. Listener, 12, 26, 79. Go out there. Dick's Picks 5. Go listen to it. Also, Addendum. Then I'll stop. Augusta, Maine. Excellent show. Oh, really? Cape Cod. Excellent show. In 79. These are all 79. 79. 79 is one of the most underrated chapters of the Dead's history. Great year. Also a good year for Mr. Miyazaki. His first film came out. Yeah, and this is, um, you did mention earlier that this is not a typical franchise like we normally do when it's, when will it end? Yeah, the good version of the show. That, yeah. But now know, that it's, uh, I, ruined. I guess it's called the French Perspective the French now, <laughs> which is nice. Um, yeah, this is, this, I find this very interesting, especially because I've, I mean, a little, maybe I, I have watched most of them at this point. This is like, so it's interesting to see. He's so known for creating worlds. There's only one other adaptation, I think. I think Howl's Moving Castle is the only other one. But it's like Lupin the Third is a f- like I don't know if I would have time in my life to watch and read and investigate everything Lupin. It's like a huge fucking franchise. Yeah, this is again like uh, it's a tip of the iceberg situation where in France, your country of origin, as I understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's called the French perspective right like lupin is a whole ass fuck it's like like a sherlock holmes style literary figure who has a, a whole universe of wait i didn't know he's i thought it was japanese the whole time no, no it started off as it does look very gaston lagaffe yeah fuck whatever that is it is that it's just it like the french choose the most boring drawing for their hero it's yeah. just like this guy is like a, a literal oval his hair is but, like but you know he reminds me of who tatan Right, that's what I'm saying. These, like, these just like totally... Oh, sorry, our uncultured listeners. Um, I'm pronouncing Tintin in the way that it was meant to be pronounced. Right. Tintin. 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 Yeah. Nothing makes me feel like a little fancy boy more than talking about how much I read Tintin as Do a Do you kid. think there's a clip of Alex Trebek saying Tintin? I hope so. Yeah, he was such a fucking nerd about saying everything, Yeah, the right? host of fucking Jeopardy. What a dork. I'm going to look up see if Alex Trebek what ever said fucking loser. Dun, dun. Whatever happened to that guy? He died of cancer. What? Hey, ripped to a Who'd real one. Who they get to replace him? Uh, I think it's like Mayim Bialik. Right. And not Ken Jennings, as many people Oh, yeah, that's right. would be good. 
They have, a, they have like a rotating <laughs> cast or something of people. Ken was, uh, the, he was the, the first... Uh... Well, infamously, then there was that producer guy who like took over the show and wanted to host it. Everyone got really mad about it. Which is a whole other story. Listener, go out and listen to it. So I just Crack searched I just searched for uh, Trebek Tintin. Was that not a fruitful search? It did not bring it up. I'm going to add Jeopardy to see if that might... Okay. I, I think that's a bad <sighs> He didn't ever say it. We should do a whole Tintin series at some point. Really alienate our remaining listener oh base. God. And just get it, read uh, all the Tintins. That would be quick. I would love it. Yeah. There's a fuck ton of them, man. They're really good. Though. I know. I, I love that shit. So I have recordings. My grandmother and my uncle would read us... Um, Hairs. Yeah. <laughs> would read us... Well, uh, was he technically a Nazi collaborator? Yeah. No, in a way. Yeah? Well, well, infamously, he was blacklisted because he technically speaking... Yeah. I, think, like, I want to say this. Hairs was not marching Jews to the gas chambers. He just like worked with the occupied, the occupational government's media, as I understand it. I don't think hey. he was like a Nazi. Okay, well, we're and not. We're not apologists. Hairs. Yeah, it's, and it's, as a Jew, it's. I don't like the Nazis much. It's Hergé. but I like Hergé. I went to the Hergé Museum in in Paris, France. Nice. I think I did that too. Because yeah. as I was saying, and you interrupted me to sorry. talk about Nazis. I'm sorry, that's fine. Um, my grandmother and my uncle, both French, would read me Tintin while going to bed, but they would record it onto audio cassettes so we could listen to them when they weren't in town. That's so beautiful. I don't... My brother probably has them, but we had, like, hours of Tintin read to us. That's incredible. That's yeah. the stuff that lasts with you. Yeah. Like, my mom and I was a kid reading us uh, fucking uh, Narnia shit in the car. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, reading Maybe the driving the too? Hobbit. Yeah, she would, you know, famously <laughs> prop up her knees like, to, to catch to the bottom of the wheel. Uh-huh, it's the best way crack to Crack open the book. My dad song logs in the front seat, snoring away. <laughs> Those were the days. I would believe that. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, from the Tintin Asterix was the other one that we got. I, I also got read Asterix because I was a fancy boy. But we we could do it. Down, that's so I'm many. There's like 30 of boy. them. And they're so good. Um, yeah, we, I could talk about Tantan all day. But like, basically what 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 uh, what Castle taps into is that really rich vein of like mid-century European, like it's post-war. It's fun to go around the world now. It's right. exciting. <laughs> and it's unclear. And this is a nice... I think this is fun that we're doing this first episode together. I've seen most of them. But honestly, Kiki takes place in nondescript Mediterranean European town. Mm. Porco Rosso takes place in a nondescript Mediterranean town. Ponyo takes place... It's like, for some reason, Miyazaki Ponyo, loves Ponyo. the the cove city on the Mediterranean Sea. There's something about the ocean and its fickle nature that makes for an apt metaphor about the human experience. Yes, because he also loves flooded spaces. The end, I, you, I think you dozed off a little bit. I got, I snuck a nap in. Did you see the like end treasure? Yeah, it was amazing. Okay, you're yeah, aware. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's like his, he loves this idea of like the, the buried, the water buried space. That, well, I think, but even in Mononoke, it's this whole concept of the thing yeah. that is hidden directly mm. in front of us by nature. And, and the, the that relationship between humanity and nature. Yeah. Where in this case, it's like the submerged Roman city hidden beneath the, the, the man-made lake. Right. This, and the water yeah. stuff in this movie, there's that one shot of that perfect shaft of water pouring into yeah, the yeah. abyss. And, and our, our protagonist swimming upwards through this, like, it's so well done. It looks yeah. so good. This movie is a blast. It's like diving headfirst into, like, those wonderful maze books we used to read when we were kids, you know? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that, too, for some reason while I was watching. This is like those maze Because we're books. both little fancy boys who <laughs> yeah. were uh, overeducated. Yeah. We to read little maze books. By what we... Stupid oh, little fuck. lives. Did you color them in with colored pencils? Uh, Yeah, a few of them. Then yeah. I think as I got older, I was like, I gotta stop doing that shit. <laughs> when you're a kid, you're like, fuck yeah, maze. I'm yeah. not gonna fuck this up real bad the first time. They're like, I have fucked it up immediately. It's hard. <laughs> it's tough. It's hard the maze. Talk about that for a pimp, a maze pimp. We were talking after the movie because we had a lovely dinner. Oh, it was great. And it was delicious. You were saying that this, and I agree with you, does feel very different than a lot of his other movies. But there are these connections that show that he's really the one in charge. The water shit. He loves fucking water. This guy. He's like he loves water. Yes, and he also loves dynam- visual dynamics of cutting between stillness and. Mm chaotic rapidly moving images that again talk about mononoke those opening shots those iconic shots of the forest and and the the infested boar he loves cutting between like a perfect tranquil still environment and then some fucking shit ruins it yeah 
Yeah. And he's, he's about it. He's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Lupin, this I haven't seen this in years, and I think I really you briefly talked about the sexuality, the sexuality, sexuality. Yeah. That could be a show of the sexuality. We briefly talked about that. The French perspective on the sexuality. Oh, that's all we got. Charles. And I think this movie is less creepy than other Miyazaki's, with a little spoiler to the future of this series, because they do very desperately show that he is a weird creep. Yeah, the like, context is this guy's a fucking... He's a, he's a rake. He's a ding-dong. Right. He's, he's a regular Barry Lyndon. Exactly. So it's like when you see this story... I mean, it does get weird, though, still. He's like, I saw this nine-year-old, and I fell in love with her innocence. And then she's like, I saw you as a nine-year-old, and I've loved you since I was nine. And then it's like, all right, Miyazaki. So you yeah, can pump, chill pump on, the brakes, guy. on that. I, I would say I can't speak to the rest of his oeuvre. That's fine. My head, I don't need you to. you're more immersed than, than, uh, than I am right now. But I feel like in this... This is... So fucking bare bones. It's this movie rules because it's just a blast to watch. I would say I put I give it like a fucking four on Letterboxd me, where it's like it's a blast and I love it. I don't think it's like a masterpiece, but it's just like a blast. Right. Um, but it, it the 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 foundation is you know the opening of this movie is so fucking funny, where yeah. Lupin and a psychic have robbed a casino and they're like this isn't real money. It's a freaking counterfeit, but it's really good. I want to find out who did it. Like, right. That's the movie. That's it. And then it starts with the cars being sawn in half and driving around funny. Like, there's more destroyed cars in the first five minutes than in, like, an entire Fast and the Furious movie. Yes. And most importantly, cops are always the butt of every joke in this movie, which rules. Yeah. We should laugh at cops at all possible opportunities, and not a moment is wasted in this film. mm But basically... All the drib drabs of plot that we need are given to us exactly when we need them to get to the next thing, and then it's pure frosting for all the parts that are just like crazy capers. And everyone says, "Everyone, yeah, everyone's on the record being like, we are engaged in a series of capers." Oh yeah, we're capers. They're overlapping capers. They're long running capers. I'm the only doing. Foot. I'm doing this caper just so I can get that caper done. Like yeah, there. It's all about the caper. We did watch it in English, which I think is a great choice. This is a wonderful dub. I've sort of tried to watch the English dubs throughout the series. And again, I'll leave that as a surprise for what happens next. This was a great dub. It was very fun. The exposition just happened. It doesn't matter. Uh, they were having fun. I think that's the main goal. I wish Patrick Warburton had played uh, the big number one flunky guy. Wait, which guy. one? Well, he could have oh, oh, either been the or cop or, or the big... Name? Gustav. Well, no, there was well, there's Jodo, the fucking awesome ass Hell butler. Yeah. But, this movie features an army of butlers. Army of butlers rules, led by um, a cone headed <laughs> old. Like you think he's an enfeeble, just terrible person who could barely buttle. But he does all kinds of shit. But he fucking, fucking stabs around. Yeah. He's jumping. He's grabbing. He's, he's going climbing. underwater night missions and shit. Yeah. Now don't sleep on Jodo. No, Jodo is uh, a king of the king of the castle. I the guess. fucking evil count himself got a shovel face. Face what like was a his sh- name? Shovel? Castriostro. I guess it's just Cagliostro. Yeah, the Count. And then there's Clarice. Clarice! Hello, Clarice. Do you think there's a, a little supercut or cut back and forth of scenes from Castle of Cagliostro and uh, scenes of I bet Silence kids are nuts Lambs. about that on TikTok. I oh, bet yeah. it's blown up on TikTok right now. But like, you know what we love? The pensive humanist filmmaking of Jonathan Demme and the spirited imagination of mm. Hayao Miyazaki. What do you think about Clarice's character? I think let's take a little pause on her because I think she's Fuji. Oh, fuck Fuji. What's her name? The the cool one with the with grenades and guns and she's awesome. She's I, just by, cool. by the way best reveal of all time when you're like by the way I'm fucking hot. Yeah, that's an amazing reveal. <laughs> that was so good when she's like I'm not a librarian I'm not a, or like fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, she's the know. nanny. Yeah, nanny. I guess she dresses like nanny, but you could sort of tell the fact that like we're we this movie is everything is in media res. Every single thing happening we come in the middle of, which is so sick. And it is. Like, why are movies like this? No, it's a. I, well, let's talk about clear Slater because I love that because that's like such a problem I think with a lot of especially modern like. Disney filmmaking and Marvel filmmaking is like everything has to make sense why we're here and where we're going. Where Miyazaki here is just like the opening is like them jumping out of a window with money. The opening is we just missed them do a cool thing. 
Right, and then which we see is them so doing... fucking awesome. We're like, what the fuck? Why didn't we see that? Yeah, he's like, don't worry, what we're about to see is way cooler. Everywhere we're going, it's just like because the camera crew happened to animate this or whatever. It's just but, like like, like yeah. the, the Interpol guy has been fucking hunting after this dude forever. We're in the middle of his lifelong quest to bring down Lupin, and like the count, like it's just sick. Everyone's doing something, and and to to get back to Clarice, like okay. From the 2022 perspective of, God damn it, of the 2023, edit that. Take that out. Take it out. Take it out. I don't want anyone Which to one? fucking 2022 hear. 2022 or 2023? No, leave 23 in because that is the year that it is now. Okay. I don't want to live with the fucking humiliation. Oh, you're still doing that? Writing your checks? Run, having to cross it off? Maybe get a new one? Yeah, all my checks. What am I? Uh, the, the, the Linden estate? Writing checks all day? You're a renter. I watched Barry Linden recently. Is that coming across? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good though. It's, it's a lot of you, check writing in the second half of that movie. Yeah, a lot. sitting down. That's after he busts his leg, right? Uh, no, no, no. They, there's check writing all throughout the second half, but the Hell end yeah. of the movie which is mind blowingly good. It's just them like writing a check to Barry and being like, "God, that fucking piece of shit." Yeah, they're just like, "God, that guy fucking sucks." It's like Lord Bullington is like, "Mother, sign the check," and she's like, "I fucking hate this guy. He sucks." Yeah, the last thing you see of Barry's is fucking ass. I gotta Getting watch into it the again. I'll watch it in a heartbeat. I loved it. Yeah. They're actually screening it in Albany on the 24th of January on the oh. big screen. It's gonna be fun. Could be fun. I might have I mean, been... I have it here. Okay. On the or big we'll screen. Do it in your fucking basement. But no, okay, so do, is Clarice let's, a let's richly inhabited, fully fleshed out... Well, guest. I'm gonna take the uh, the reins and say, well, who is Clarice? Because we've talked about her now, but I think the listeners might not know... Clarice, from my understanding, is from the royal family that governs this uh, fantastical European micronation that it's apparently is basically a city state. And there's two, but and, and there's two halves of the there's city. There's two state. halves of the city state. There's the shadow and the light, uh, mm. r- roughly, and her shitty weird cousin, the Count, is like, "We shall unite the bloodlines and unlock the the prophecy with our rings." Then everyone will have shovel heads. Mm, but also be very pale like you. Um, so, like, she's pres- presumably, like, from the good guy side of the family. Right. And she's her, Jedi. When her brother died in the fire. Mm-hmm. Her father? Who? The prince. Uh, Unclear. Well, it's probably clear. We just forgot. Okay, whatever. So, she's, like, essentially the, the, the vulnerable survivor of the good half of the family who's been snatched away by the evil side of the family because he thinks that marrying her is going to unlock this this secret fortune of the Cagliostro family. Mm-hmm. And... So she's the princess. She is the princess. And she's got a really cool prison room that is fucking <laughs> kind of dope because it's painted like a... It's got this weird, like, like very Orientalist Arabia-like sort of night oasis. It's a really... It looks awesome. Yeah. All of the design in this movie is sick. Yeah. It is the ultimate creepy haunted castle. It's Oh awesome. my god. The, the castle, the, just like the swords, the fucking finger guys. The like, finger guys are so creepy and memorable. butlers. Yeah. This movie is so... It's just a blast. It's right. a blast. It's, yeah. just a, it's pure fun. It is so much fun to watch. So Clarice, in the 2022 or 3 perspective, I still think she has... She falls into this like trap of being very the like damsel in distress needing to be rescued by your prince charming and they sort of do that but i think also she she makes some really bold choices when um when lupin's been shot and she's like i'll fucking drop this ring motherfucker if you don't save him and she was going to hold to that but then Zen, whatever his name is, comes flying through on his crazy fly, flying uh the auto gyro yeah flaming plane and they swoop away, but she's, I think it's good. I think she has moments of like really being a, a strong, powerful character with drive and with choices and feelings sort of in the construct of being a damsel in distress. I guess more to the point I'm saying, how much does this movie need? How much do we really know about anybody? Like, I don't think anyone is exactly getting, I don't think she's any less served by the script than almost anybody else in the movie. No, that's awesome. So we see moments where she makes choices, where she has things she wants. Hey, we're introduced to her with her fucking... Yeah, she's out. uh, Princess Peach much? Or are we watching freaking Mario Kart now? 
A princess driving a car quickly? Right. This can only be one thing. Shooting princess blue shells? Peach. Yeah. Fucking uh, uh, doing the the squid thing. Which is you so fucking it, annoying. You call it leader shells or blue shells? I just call them blue shells. I'm not... I guess I think they're like their name name is leader shells. Okay, because I don't know if I just made we called them leader shells and then everyone I've sense. known talk call them blue shells and I yeah. just wasn't sure if we just if Hey, was, you know what's a good song? Mm. Oh, it ran out. Well, as all, as all things do. Yeah. Mm, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. No longer invulnerable. Mm. That's sad. The waters of Cagliostro Lake descend. But I was just, uh, I think that she, she really does have a, she's a, she's a boring character in a lot of it, but ultimately she has like, I think she does have a character in there, which is really nice. Honestly, um, sort of the sword guy, he might be the most boring of the characters. Their samurai buddy who shows up just to he's, help out, kind of. He's very cool, but like, it's he the, really it's does the, just it's pop It's vibe stuff. Yeah. Again, like, what, what's so good about the incredibly spare approach to storytelling, which you know, later in his career, he sort of embraces as, like, kind of his whole thing is, like, having large swaths of his films be completely without evident plot or, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah so he It's really... fine to see him, like, even with a genre piece, an adaptation like this, him finding ways to have, like, so much unsaid that I think is, is ultimately great because, like, this movie does have that weird dreamlike quality to it where you end up projecting all of this stuff. And I do... I feel like a child when I watch it. Yeah, you look like a boy too, with your little little hat with a spinny thing. Yeah, I've got got my big lolly in your mouth. Huge lolly. Here's the Charles Sears over the dub. (laughs) Yeah, more lollies, puppy. And I say yes, of course. And is it anything for my little prince? Yeah. And uh, I, it's, I think the whole like you get a lot from I don't even remember their names anymore. Who's his main sidekick? I don't know. It's, I'm kind of that. I watch it as like you're Lupin. I'm the guy. I'm the, I'm the beard guy. That's us up there. Really, your beard a couple guy. Scallywags. Yeah. Because you're always like, I'm Charles. I have got an idea. Yeah. And I'm like, shut up, you fucking asshole. It's true, actually. Kind of, yeah. Their friendship is more like I don't care any. Like they just talk to each other in a way that is captivating, even in the dub. I'm curious now to watch the the original. Japanese again just because like that's the fun not I mean it is fun watching all the bullshit but I think what makes this an extra special movie is just seeing these relationships between these two guys just like oh we're on another caper the the fact that this movie feels so lived in in every way makes no sense for a a director's debut film everyone seems like they've been doing the thing they've been doing in this animated ludicrously silly like caper movie Like, like it's it's incredibly believable what everyone is doing in a movie that is like patently absurd on every level mm-hmm. and like it, it works so well that you it, it almost like you you forget about it but it's it's such a rare quality and you, again we're talking about like the marvel the marvel the the the, the self-imposed uh albatross they wear around their neck of having to fucking explain everything and none of those movies can breathe it, again with the exception maybe of guardians of the galaxy which i think is a good movie uh, which I say, it's cringe, it's embarrassing, I don't feel great about saying that, but it's a good movie. Sorry, haters, fucking come at Wait, me. who hates Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I just don't want to be like the guy who's like, actually, Guardians of the Galaxy slaps. I'm a stan. That's lame. I feel embarrassed that I have to say this. But well, like, you don't have to say it like that. That's a movie where those relationships are really well communicated, and yeah. it's rare in that world. And certainly as they go on, it's impossible for anyone to be in the middle of anything. We have to be, we have to see every fucking second. And then of course, you know, there's the whole, the fucking, if you might mind the Star Wars of it all. Sorry, I said it. But like, the fact that they literally have to show us the Kessel Run in Solo. Where it's I like, left. I'm not that sure we've right. told this story. It's like, but we I... don't need that. The inference of it is what makes exactly. it work. Exactly, it's and him so, bragging about something that he might not have ever even done. It's like who doesn't fucking matter. The whole, the whole point was we don't know whether or not to believe him. Right. That's why it was good. He's a rogue, right? So in this movie, all of the inferences they, they all work. Like the simple fact that he runs into the undercover fellow 
cat thief who's just like in the middle of her own fucking thing. Yeah. Where we sort of get a sense she's up to something, which is then paid off an hour and a half later, which is amazing. But like, but it makes sense too because she's after the fucking the the minters or whatever right, they're called. She, they, they have they're, they're, she they're birds of a feather. You she know? gets it. They, she alludes to her past relationship with him. And it's all we need to know. Like, yeah. it's all done so effortlessly that it is just a little miracle. Because we've just seen so many much larger movies and cultural entities just completely fail on every level to do that. So I don't know. The fact that this is anyone's debut movie is, and the fact that it's a full genre piece adaptation, it's 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 magical. It works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean to compare, um, like you didn't see the Marvel. What was it called? The mis- the the Marvel of it all. <laughs> What's the what's the one with um The Incredibles, the Invincibles, the no, Eternals? No, it's the Eternals, yeah. Did not see it. To compare the Eternals to Guardians, which is about like five or six people in a group together doing shit that's fun. It's just like watch those two movies back to back and it's like one of these gets how to tell a story about characters interacting, and one of them does not at all. And it is so nice to see just goofy batshit funny people. Doing, yeah, it's fun. He runs down the fucking building and he's always got a little trick up his sleeve and a rope down his pants. And it's, but it's more just about watching the, those calm moments really come through strongly when you have all this craziness around. Because well, there's that intimacy of like him, you know, Lupin and his buddy. They've been fucking shitting around doing this bullshit constantly. They don't even notice, like, well, I'm trying to drive off to a new country and post up in a, an abandoned fort and spy in a castle. That's just what we do, motherfucker. That's yeah. amazing. That, what did you think when he's like, when he puts him in that weird headlock? And I then, loved it. And he's like, you know more than you're telling me. It's like, yeah, he knows his bullshit. Yeah, it's so funny. It's just and like, like, yeah, I, you know, we both have brothers uh, and it's like, there is that sort of like stupid male, like, you know, out with it, motherfucker. And like, it captures that perfectly in this silly movie. It's amazing. Yeah. And that, that like, it caught me off guard because I'm like, how would he know? Like, I didn't, I missed the tell, but it's, it's obviously. Well, he's like, hmm, ah, hmm. I know, and I'm just like, I mean, when he gives the flower, he was also doing weird noises. So he's just sort of like a weird guy, but. That's why Lupin rules. <laughs> Lupin rules because you don't like, he's a fucking weird dick. Like, he's, it's, he's not like an aspirational figure. He's just like a very strange man. And he behaves oddly. Right. And like, it, and it, that's what I, I like so much about it. Yeah. When the waitress is like, I've heard the spade headed uh, shovel man is a uh, womanizer. <laughs> he's like, so he's am like, I. So am I, baby. Get over here, bitch. <laughs> so she's like, I don't. And, and he, she's like, but the best part, she's like, this motherfucker. Right. Because everyone's like, this motherfucker. Like, like, Lupin's like, this motherfucker. Like, I think to use a phrase you use a lot. Um, don't say that on air. Okay. A, a different one that you use sometimes. Okay. This is a cake and eat it's too. It, oh, yeah. fuck, I fucked it up. This is a cake and eat it. You got to find it. It's hard great. to, yeah, cake and eat it's too. You added an it, so just cake and eat it too. Cake. Having your cake and eating it too. And then somehow plural, because I'm saying it's, it's, it's another in that. Don't overthink it. Okay. We get what you're saying. It's a cake and eat it's too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just didn't overthink it. That's when it come out when I don't over. Uh... Cakes and eats it's twos. There we go. Yeah. Where he, they're having a lot of fun with him being a womanizing creep. Because I think there is, it's French. It's like... Yeah, famously the culture of uh, perverts. <laughs> yeah, so I think other parts in that series really go for, like, the tits of... Uh, what's her name? Fuck, I forgot her name. The cool lady. Sure. She has very big tits in some of the comics and other oh, movies. Yeah. The other cat burglar. And Miyazaki, of course, doesn't really go that way. But I think they still are having fun with him being, like, the roguish womanizing creep but it's all it's like very sexless way like he's not like yeah it's like a twee version of it that's sort of celebrated because he is a badass but well, do you also have made fun of Lupin? no probably uh, not it's from the french creators that like he would probably rape her or something it's like an yeah. actual quote from the creator of Lupin about like the the tone of the character right which again says a lot more about france than it does about miyazaki but like yeah i mean i say what you will about his larger sexual politics, he definitely understood that like this guy needs to be a sex pest in a way that is not threatening and alpha. He needs to be a fucking weird guy who everyone kind of like rolls their eyes. Right. Which is honestly, he's more of like a, he's like a, what is the term? I guess a, he's not a sad boy or 
Maybe a fuckboy. Fuck yeah, he's, he's, a fuck he's boy. just like yeah. a classic fuckboy. Right. It's just he's like, full of himself. He's arrogant. He's charming, but in an annoying way. You don't want to be this Lupin. You don't watch this movie and you're like, I want to be that guy. No. He's fucking annoying and weird. But I would have respected the movie more if he'd been fully invested in just getting... Like, because... I'm, the while I was watching, I was like, oh, is he just trying to fall in love with her to get the rings and then get the treasure and then say bye-bye? But what he does do is gives away the treasure, then just says, oh, I love you like a brother. Never mind. And now I'm going to say goodbye. Well, meanwhile, he's been like professing his love to her and she's falling in love with him. And then Is he emotionally manipulative yes. and gaslighting? Yes. He's also a weird criminal. <laughs> So right, exactly. But, but again, like it's it that is part of his thing. Like maybe he's a neurodivergent king. He likes the challenge. He has no interest in the actual outcome of the thing. He just loves doing this shit because it's awesome. That's all he lives for. You know, it's yeah. That's the thing with this whole movie that works so well. It's incredibly insubstantial. It's pure cotton candy, but it's like really good cotton candy, delicious cotton candy, well crafted, finely spun cotton candy. Hmm. That was just a, a, a nice mmm. Yeah. That's what now, I say. Cotton candy, cotton that's candy. vegan, right? Unless it's the, the white sugar, the bone char. That's true. There's their bone probably all over that shit. Mmm, bit of bone. <laughs> it's amazing to me to just like, just animal shit was just thrown at everything in the 20th yeah, it century. Yeah, good. Tastes good. Yeah, or honestly, it's not about the flavor. It's like, yum, yum. how do we make this white? How do we make this sticky? <laughs> yeah. We'll just throw some blood Stickier. in there. <laughs> get some blood in there. Not sticky enough. They use fucking fish gills and blood in, like, making beer. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Sticky it up a little. I mean, that's the thing is you have it. Fish it up a little bit. You've chopped an animal up. Yeah. You're just stuck with all this shit. What Might do you do well. with it? The best part of the Alone, my new favorite reality show... Is that people are always just like uh, eating all kinds of wild shit? Mm-hmm. They, they, they eat the whole animal. What's the wildest shit? Well, f- uh, famously in season three, uh, Dave eats the, the sperm sacks out of uh, the fish. But it's also it says <laughs> the eyes, dinner plate eyes in the sky right now. The sperm sacks. Well, because like it's That's normal, it's normal sperm salmon sperm sack. Mm-hmm. It's not salmon; it's trout. I think. Okay. But like it's normalized in our world. I, it's, Why wasn't that in uh, Stardew Valley? Uh, eating the sperm sacks out of yeah, the Yeah, I want to get the trout. Yeah, hey, uh, one guy who did the whole game, <laughs> do a mod for us so we can eat the sperm out of the fish. Yeah. <laughs> I hope in the Haunted Chocolatier, yeah, there you we go. have to eat someone's sperm. But uh, like, you know, eating roe or, or fish eggs is more normal, but like this guy just, you know, he's like... Go straight for the source. <laughs> he doesn't like <laughs> seek out the sperm sacks. Just, like, I, I don't know what alone is. No, but apparently in Japan they do eat the sperm sacks. That, that is part okay. of the sushi experience. So, hmm. yum yum. You learn something new every day. Fish come delicious. Yeah. Apparently, I'd eat it. I don't know. Wait, you know, you got to say yes or no. I would eat it. It's the French perspective. Great. I would eat it. Great. Kirk. Huh. Keurig. Keurig. The coffee. It's delicious. Yeah. And convenient technology, the way of the future. This episode of The French Connection. Yeah, buddy, buddy, Curry, French Perspective. Curry, uh, coffee in the morning, coffee at night, coffee in the middle of the day, coffee for you, coffee for me, coffee for her, coffee for she, coffee for they. Keurig coffee. Pop it in, hit the button, bloop, bloop, bloop. Um, and now we're back. Thanks for taking the break for the Keurig bloop, bloop, bloop moment. Yeah. This is the French perspective, and we're talking Lupin the Third, oh, Castle of Cagliostro, mm. Cagliostro, Cagliostro. The first film by Hayao Miyazaki, the uh, the legendary Japanese animator. You know it's a fucking Miyazaki movie. He just pointed at me. You know it's a Miyazaki God movie when there's an unnecessary phrase in it. Prepositional phrase. This is, this will be a running thing for the whole castle uh, in the sky. Castle in the sky. Nausicaa. Of the, of the valley, valley uh, of, of the, the wind, land. the worst title. Ponyo, oh, it's so good. Nausicaa uh, better than Star Wars. I'm gonna go uh, right better now. than everything. Anyway, Nausicaa it's, is the, it's the next episode. It's weird to me. Next episode. It's weird to me of all the hype that Miyazaki gets that more people don't go straight to Nausicaa, which is a stunningly fucking amazing movie. It's the best made me cry like a baby. Yeah. Um, Ponyo on the cliff by the sea. Ponyo, Ponyo. Uh, yeah, they're all just like, I don't know what it is. He loves Porco? to. Yeah, you're of right. Of the Rosso. It's just called Porco Rosso. Yeah, and there's Kiki's delivery service. Kiki? 
delivery service. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Kiki of the de- uh, Deliverance. Hmm. Hmm. Ding, 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 ding. Ooh. So, um, yeah, I mean, we can... I am doing MVPs. This okay. Franchise. Walter, thing. the groundskeeper. I love Walter. <laughs> you like a hairy man? Love a hairy man. I love, I love a guy with a good animated beard. He's great. I love Carl the dog, too. So MVP, uh, Walter. That dog Walter, is like... At the beginning, Walter's like, get the fuck out These are my so ruins. And then he's like, hey, you're friends of the princess, you friends of mine. I did like that he's he's just like, ah, oh, fucking tourists. Like, there's no one around this castle. And he's like, like, oh, sorry about your fucking whack-ass ruined castle. He's like, get the fuck... Go fu-. Here's the idea. Go fuck yourself. It was good. He, um... It was, honestly... G- his name begins with a J. Judo? The chief butler? Number <laughs> no, one butler? Jodo. Jodo. No, his friend. It's like Goemon. Goemon is the samurai guy. Okay. That came yeah, back to me. That's cool. And Jugen? I yeah, forget. Some of the G. And I liked when he's like, oh, your prince died? <laughs> like, yeah. You lose your ruler there, kid? He's definitely, like, that was I think awesome. spiritually, I'm, I'm, I like that guy a lot. Yeah. But, but I like Walter's big bushy beard. Oh, yeah. This his Lego and, and dog. The, 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 the buddy is rocking the Amish cut, which I do not like. Okay. Yeah. Hairstyles. We could do a little hair. I mean,. Lupin has, without a doubt, the worst haircut. Terrible hair. It's <laughs> hate the sideburns. Short hair and sideburns is a psycho. Right. And not even just short hair. It's same length short hair. I, yeah. I know it's a drawing, but still, it's like other people have cool hair in this movie. Yeah, not him. Not our, not our uh, fucking protagonist. When he gets hugged at the end, it goes. Yeah, he got boner. Hair boner. Hair boner. Hair Because he doesn't have a penis. I think. That's my. It's take. unclear. It's unclear. The I movie think... does not establish whether or not he has a penis. I think he's a, like... I, I was saying the if Lego... If you were going to remake this movie, would you make it more clear what the genitals of the characters were like? I just mean, I think he is a... a I think he's like a robot or something where he's been created with like a smooth... Just all taint. All yeah. taint. All taint. Yeah. Yeah. He just... He does... You know, like the oops all berries or whatever for fuck... Like oops all taint. Yeah. Like God made a batch that was That's all That's Lupin. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Ah. This one's all taint. Should I throw it away or put it in Italy? Cloacas. <laughs> I think he just he pretends to be sexy, but he's obviously not no, he's interested. A nerd. Yeah, he's a fucking door. So he's just like, yeah, he's got. I but that's why I think you're right. I think his all of his emotions do come through in his hair, all of his like instinctual responses to things. Mm. And there's that one scene where he pisses out of his head. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, good scene. So that's my theory. Yeah, no penis down there. Thousands of penises up there, like Medusa. Make you think, Medusa. Yeah. Head covered in penises. Charles, who's your MVP? Um, I think Jodo is very good. Jodo rules. I think it's got a, a little shout out, a shining moment for Jodo. Yeah. He, I assumed one, this was a bad on me. I came in thinking. Oh, this is going to be one of those old butlers that just sh- sh- shuffles around. A little ageist of you. Yeah. A little ableist of you. And here he goes. He's got fucking finger claws. Check. He's got uh, underwater okay. breathing shit. Worst weapons of all time. What? Love, I love it in principle. In practice, that's insane. You're running around like like this? Like fucking Frankenstein? Or Zombo? Or Zombo? Th- those work for both. The whole thing about having Look. opposable thumbs is that you can hold stuff. And those what weapons, you, like, what do you need to hold if you had five weapons? How could you do anything? You're stabbing. All you're, you're doing taking, is stabbing. Before you, I, I gotta piss before we go chase after the Lupin. I gotta go take off ten of my finger caps that have sharp blades on them. It's like Freddy Krueger. Maybe no one. Nuts. Maybe everyone has hair penises Ooh. in the Butler Club. Make you think. Yeah. And Lupin. Who's your MVP? Okay, so. Um, I'm going to give it to Cagliostro himself. Hell yeah. Handsome, brutal, cool. <laughs> Cuban. Love that guy. Cuban. Like a shovel. <laughs> no, not He's Cuban. Cuban. <laughs> yeah, every one of my MVPs has just been Cuban. Like Cuban, yeah. yeah. like uh, Dom and, and So what Castle brought Duke. you What brought you to Cagliostro? <laughs> the music, the people, the culture. What brings everybody to Cagliostro? <laughs> It's uh, another little mashy upper. I love We can do the Silence of the Lambs first. Here's the thing about Fast 8. Bad movie. <laughs> Not good. No. Stupid. It's very bad. However, that will never leave me. That's one of my favorite things of all time. It's like he says it. Like well, it's... Like the, what brings everybody to hey, what the, the music, fuck are you talking the, about? The culture, the food. <laughs> I love that moment. every so. time. What brings you to Cuba, Mr. Vincent Diesel? 
you know, people. What if they remade Lupin with Vin Diesel? I feel like that would have been something that would have happened in the halts. I like... think that's actually a good choice because Vin is also like a sexless. Yeah. Not like he doesn't ever. He never gives off an erotic vibe. And never sweats. Oh really? Remember the whole thing about Fast Five is that The Rock is pouring sweat and Vin's yeah. not sweating at all. What do you think though about that? Vin in all of his movies has he ever I'm seen? Lupin. Has he ever seemed sexy to you? Remember in Pitch... Is it Pitch Black or one of the sequels where he's like, I'm going to rape this woman, but she'll like it? Yes. Right. And even that. Didn't care for it. Strange. Yeah. And it didn't even feel real. God, that series was bad. Bad. Woof. It's crazy that in retrospect, I'm like, Saw and Friday the 13th, they're like two of my all-time favorite franchises ever. Scream. You're just a horror guy, we I, found turns out. turns out, yeah. Um, that's, you also loved all the horror moments of this. There's a lot of them. There's creepy there basements. There's... Well, th- this movie does exactly... It should delight you. It should scare you in a fun, scary way, where it's like, oh no, they're in a scary castle, and they're in a scary basement, in a scary castle. Yeah. I love this movie. It's fucking great. Um, Who's your MVP? I already told you. It's Cagliostro. Yeah, and I think it's... Well, one, you might have... I don't know exactly when you fell asleep. Did you see him die? No. Oh, <laughs> such a good death. I believe it. So he inserts the two rings to get the to treasure out. Yeah. But it's just a trap. Even though it releases the treasure, it also brings the hands of the clock together. Wow. And he gets cut in half. That's awesome. And it's cool. You see it from like a few miles away. It cuts uh-huh. way out. And then suddenly it goes boop. And he gets squished. That's awesome. But I, I what I want to say is I think especially as we go through the series, most reviews are like, oh, there's no bad guy in Miyazaki movies. Like, I mean, like, per, per, none of them have, there's villainous things, there's nefarious actions, but they're all humanized, blah, blah, blah. And I fucking love it when there's a bad guy in a Miyazaki movie. He does, see where he just, like, starts laughing like a lunatic. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he rules. I love because him. this is what I th- I've noticed, and again, this is a first episode. I've seen them all. You haven't seen any of them in a while. I saw Totoro last yeah. year. What he does is he like a lot of his movies have like epic stakes put into the body of a just meandering villainless sort of like oh I want this to be like a Star Wars, but instead I'm getting like a family drama, and this, it's nice to just have like oh no Miyazaki, you work really well when you're working in fully. The epic, the hero's journey. Like, this is what you love. Why are you fucking going to this weird space where you suddenly don't have any villains or stakes anymore? The stakes are clear, and it's fucking great. And he brings it out. I love that guy. Yeah, we love a Cagliostro. Well, what a fun episode. I'm happy I can help introduce uh, the friend ver- friendiverse. Yeah, and I'm actually also asking when will it end to <laughs> you. But I, what I'm asking of my guests is... Yes. This is a weird one because this one actually does exist in a franchise. But I'm really curious how, like, if you were to make a Lupin, I guess would it be Lupin the Fourth or Lupin the Third Two? I or... don't know. I think the series that I, I think he's he's Lupin the Third. I think. Yeah, he is. He's the okay. third. He's the third wolf. Right. So, what would you do? Like, well, how do you see? Like, this is such a in and out. It's such a weird thing yeah. to ask. Like, when will it end? Because on the one hand, well, I think you can say like you know. Would you watch another movie by this director? Is this the same general premise? And like, I would say after this, absolutely. Are you kidding me? This is you'd watch another well directed. Yeah. Why would you? So would would you want? Where would you want Lupin to go? Do you have any ideas for another oh, caper? Boy. I'd we, love to see Lupin in a tropical setting. <laughs> yeah, get him out of the get Mediterranean. Get him in a fucking get a Hawaiian shirt and oh. shit. Get him a big fucking mixed drink with a goddamn pineapple in it. Get out of town. What if he's allergic? Uh, I'm allergic to pineapple. Oh. Huh, that's hmm. too bad. Yeah. Well, it makes you think. Yeah, I'd say, here's my take. Send Lupin to fucking uh, the tropics. Okay, the tropics. Oh, no, but Lupin in space? Are you kidding me? Yeah. He would be really... Essentially Cowboy Bebop at that point. So. He would look good in one of those helmets, because his yes. head is already helmet-shaped. You yeah, just get a slightly bigger head. one. Yeah. yeah wow. He'd fit good. Thanks for having me uh, on, uh, on the show. Yeah, the French perspective wouldn't be anything um, without... The what Jewish perspective? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the diasporic American Jewish yeah. perspective. Well, I'm okay. looking forward to listening to the series like a normal, like a fucking one of the slob idiots who listens to the show. Yeah. And then come back to join me at the end to hear about mm. your journey. Should I tell? Should I tell the guests that are lined up? Is that an appropriate thing to do now? Like, is that a fun yeah, thing? I don't know. Sure. I mean, like, if you were listening, would you like? I have to go to the bathroom. 
So I just want you well, to get to the Well, there's end of this. rules. We got to end the episode. Oh, God damn it. <laughs>